smoke whiskey. Listen, Mark, listen, hold on. Listen. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up to? How much coffee did you drink before? Listen, you can't polish a sneaker, right? <laughs> throw, throw tomatoes at me, do whatever you're going to do. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And I'm joined as always by Mr. Mark Catone. Mark, how are you feeling tonight? I'll be great if well, I turn you, the mic on. You, you, you turn the mic on. You'd, be, you, you'd be fantastic. And, I'm good. And in the booth joining us as always is Joe Guaneri. And your calls, chats, tweets, any way you want to get in touch with us, 855-313-PATS. 855-313-7287. Joe's got us up on YouTube Live, so there's a live chat going. Chat in, call in, get on Twitter, tweet us, Corso and Catone. And we're going to be scrolling on the bottom the way you guys can get into the show to actually speak to us either on camera or just uh, just your voice. So, Mark, uh, listen, I think we need to – before we begin, I got this. I got this new stuff, okay? It's like this sticky stuff where I, what I do is I put it on the microphone so that it, so that the spin rate of the microphone is able to, you know, move and twist a little better. Have you, have you heard of this stuff before? Yeah. yeah I tell yeah, you, yeah, first yeah, well, yeah. you should, you should get it, Mark. I'm telling you. Just be careful what you touch with that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Mark, getting, let's get back into it. We talked about this last week, you know, uh, this might attack and all this. Yeah. It's still going. What do you got, Mark? What do you think? Well, did you see? Well, this weekend, a pitcher actually got suspended, but it wasn't for the spite attack. He he was doing something with a rosin bag where I guess the rosin bag can't touch a certain part of the glove. And it did. And, and the rosin got on the glove. So when they did a, a, a check of him, I think it was um, Santiago from um, the Mariners, Miguel Santiago, it was, yeah. the pitcher. You they he suspended for 10 days, but it wasn't the spite attack. He, 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 it was a different violation that I guess that they've always had in place, but not that they've ever enforced it, but now they're enforcing everything. I mean, you got these guys dropping their pants in the middle of the field, right? <laughs> yeah. Taking their belts off, dropping their pants. They go ahead check me, check whatever you want to check. Yeah. It's, it's becoming, you know, think about that with the rosin. I mean, what the hell is it? The, you know, I mean, so that's well, really cheap. Well, first of all, well, really Chris, if if you've ever seen, so for instance, the baseballs they use, Chris, aren't like the baseballs we used when we were kids, right? Or, or not even like the baseballs my son's using, you know, playing high school baseball, college baseball. The major league baseballs, the threading is almost flush with the ball. So there's really, it's almost impossible to really get it as a pitcher. It's tough, Chris, because the, 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 it's it's flush with the ball, the threads. That's so different than when we grew up. Sure, it is. So as a major league pitcher, but that was ball, like that was like sixty five years ago, though. For no, you, well, no, absolutely. But but even college baseballs, Chris, uh, the, the the major league baseballs aren't threaded like that. So, I mean, I think you know it is tough, I guess, to grip one of those balls as a pitcher and really bite down on what you need to, you know, whether it's a slide or a sink or a curveball. So. The one thing they won't tell you, Chris, is how long have they been allowing this stuff to go on? Like this, this, like the, the suntan lotion, the, the or whatever they're gonna do to get a grip on the ball. How long has it been going on? Has it been a year, couple of years, five? Like how long have they allowed pitchers to do it and just allowed it until it became abusive? And now they're saying it's abusive. I don't know. 
Look, you you know, <laughs> I mean, they've been doing things like this at, at different points in time in history. I'm sure there were different substances, but man, they were, uh, I mean, they've been putting stuff on the ball, the pitches for, you know, forever vaseline and you know they're putting it on their hats and their lids and well, all you this remember guys stuff. like phil necro and gaylord perry right they were, they were <laughs> shoot yeah they did all they did all of that mark so i mean look it is and by and back then i don't think the laces on the what you're describing on the laces on the ball i think they were, they were like, a little they, they came out they were a little um uh, how you would were, say they it were raised, yeah, they raised, raised a little yeah. bit yep, you know yep, so so then mark See, I look at that situation, okay, and I, I kind of – there are certain things I consider part of that. I mean, last week I talked to you about the pine tar, and, yep. you know, you would say, well, it's not it's not really the same. It doesn't give them spin rate, but it does something for them. Oh, I know yeah, it's right. legal, but it does something for them. I mean, it, they wouldn't use it if it didn't – if the better grip – I mean, I think you it trickles into, well, the better grip means this, means this, means that. So isn't there something they can give to the pitchers to, you know, to kind of level that out and say, okay, this is what you can use? And and they should, or maybe go back to the old style ball where it's where the lace comes off it a little bit more, where you can get a better grip. I mean, do something because I get they want more scoring, but you know these lopsided things. That's I guess where where the issue oh, comes. Chris, in, I guess, it? and I guess the issue is this: is I, the players are pissed off because okay, fine, you want to enforce this. Well, Jesus, you should have told us this in friggin' March. Yeah. So when we showed up the training camp in March, we would have known, okay, no spite attack, no nothing. You got six, eight weeks to get yourself ready before the season because you're not going to be using this stuff. And at least the players would have maybe had a little bit of an adjustment period. You don't do it after they've been using it for two months and say, oh, by the way, you know, come the middle of June, we're cracking down on this. You can't use it anymore. I mean, that, that's, you know, that's, I guess the, the player's issue is, okay, great. You don't want us to use it. Tell us this is our last year using this. And come next season, during the off season, we got to do something to to, to to pitch without it or adjust to it. Maybe they can make, like you said, Chris, a few adjustments to the balls, whatever. But don't do it now. So I guess that's their real gripe is why are you doing it now? Well, I mean, here, the thing about it, though, see, the problem becomes this. You, you know, those that argument that's being used, you know, just to play the other side of it, if it's illegal, it, that's like saying, okay, well, you know, you, 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 Patriots, you were videoing Cincinnati, which why the hell anybody would need to video them. It, but I mean, yeah. okay, you're videoing somebody from the side, you know, from the press box yep. and you're not supposed to and so on. Well, you know, we've been doing that all year and, and, and why don't we wait till the off season to, if it's illegal, it's illegal. Yeah, you know what? I I, I stole, you know, I stole a butterfinger from the store yesterday. But but Chris, you know, but I've been doing that for all year. You're right, Chris. But the only issue is with the with the for instance, the difference between the filming is technically the the league like didn't know everybody was doing it and allow it. Like in other words, this oh, thing, the balls, the deflating the, of the, the you the say foot, that yeah, use that yeah, as the an football, analogy. right? This this is is supposedly the, the MLB new pitchers were doing it and, and, and they didn't say anything about it. It was, it was an unwritten rule. Yeah, you can do it. And now all of a sudden you're not, to, you're saying, well, no, now you can't do it anymore. So they're, they're like, well, Jesus Christ, we can't have it both ways. I mean, you knew about this and you were okay with it. Now all of a sudden you're going to, you're going to crack down on it. Really? It's just, it's such a dissing. That's the problem. Like, 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 like what, like what's his name from uh, Boston? Garrett Richards. This guy, 
I mean, this guy looks like somebody, it's, it's just like somebody stole his whoopee, you know? I mean, this guy is, it, it's like he lost his best friend. He's going to a funeral or something. What the hell? He's like, this guy, I got to learn how to pitch again. I, I, you know, I can't, I'm throwing 67 miles an hour, uh, 67 mile an hour curveball. Are you kidding me right now? So you're basically what this guy is saying to all of us is, I suck as a pitcher unless I can use this stuff, right? Yeah, well, look at the ERA, Chris, around the league, how much it's gone up in the last, what, two weeks, right? Yeah. And even the Red Sox. The Red Sox, we talked about their pitching staff all year, not all year, all spring, and, you know, before the season started, and, and, you know, in February and March, we said, Jesus, where are they going to get pitching from? They stink. All of a sudden, they came out of the gate like gangbusters because they're using the spite attack. They're cheating, right, like everybody else. And now, all of a sudden, their numbers are going up, but but luckily, they're hitting, right? The Red Sox are hitting. So they're continuing to win, but eventually. Well, their ERA is at was that last week was at six. Eventually, that's going to probably catch up to them because I don't necessarily know if they can continue to hit at that rate, right? So, so something's going to give because they really have bad pitching, like bad. So does major league? Well, I mean, bad, bad given the given the new the, the new, new enforcement of the rules. Yes, yes. So then, so then the question becomes: Is that does this? Does that major league baseball feel like this levels the playing field for everybody? Like, in other words, they take it away from every, I'm not talking from a hitting standpoint, an offensive standpoint. I'm talking about it from a pitching standpoint. So from a pitching standpoint, do they feel like, okay, we we can't we can't ascertain who was doing it, who wasn't doing it. So now we're gonna just look check everybody out. It levels the playing field for all the pitching in the league. Yeah. And we move forward like this. I mean, is that is that sort of what do you think? That's the mindset for Major League Baseball here. I guess, the- Chris. I was watching the Yankees game over the, uh, with the Red Sox over the weekend, and I was watching the Angels and the Yankees last night. And they're checking guys after like every other inning they, before you get off the field. Yeah. They're checking hats. They're checking gloves. They, they, they're Everything. doing it all. Everything. You said guys are and, guys are stripping down for them. Well, guys are they're pissed so off. pissed they, off. They, yeah, they're just stripping. Yeah, the guy is dropping the drawers and everything else. You know, and the you other guy shares a Scherzer from Washington went nuts. He threw his glove down. He threw everything. He was crazy, right? But Chris, who who is it that uh, was that against? Was that when uh, Girardi? What was I think the it was Girardi. Girardi was, was busting his beans. Scherzer, Girardi, right? Girardi yeah, was yeah. Girardi called them called called them out and he said, and, "I've and, never and, seen him go to his head in all the years I've been." Yeah. Scherzer was going to his head because the sweat was there, and he was trying to use the sweat on the He's ball. By the way, sweat on the ball. We want to welcome in Christian Perenza, Cole Mays. Saying hi, we we appreciate the uh, the chatting guys. Hey, let me tell you, these two guys, these two guys are fantastic football players. I want you to know, I know these guys, and they're listening to the show. We appreciate it. A um, couple of my players, and I'll tell you, these are two hell of a football. They, one of the guys is an inside linebacker. I, you know what? Get rid of get rid of Trev's Hall over there and get this kid on the field for New England right now, okay? Because that's how bad that's how bad the inside linebacker play was. Listen, New England you're already game. jumping the football. We're in the middle of talking all right, about all right, baseball. All right, all right, all right, all right. You're jumping the Patriots, Chris. Come on. <laughs> okay, all right. So, Mark, but Chris, look. let me ask you something. You just brought up the pitching. Does it equal the playing field? How about this? You just gave a guy like Garrett Cole two hundred and fifty million. What does that contract mean now? Hey, from from my perspective, and I, I can't imagine. I mean, who am I? I'm a moron, you know. So if I'm thinking about this, I would imagine that, you know, some of the legal beagles for, for the M- MLB or for the New York Yankees, since you brought them up, 
So I'm looking at it like this. Okay, you got a contract, right, with Cole? So I, I'm pretty sure that nowhere in the contract does it say, yeah, you know, you, you can use illegal substances or, you know, there's notice of it. So what I'm trying to understand is we bought we bought a pitcher. We bought a guy that can throw and, and, and based on all of his previous, you know, performances, right? Now he now we find out he was cheating all this time, and that's why he was good, and that's why he could throw the ball well. So isn't there an argument to be made that those con that contract can be voided? I don't know. Is yeah, it? well, I, I I would I would think it's at least a at least worth a challenge. I mean, to say, hey, look, you know, you misrepresented yourself. So I Chris, mean, you, right? So that's a good point. So so I'm thinking. What about like if you statement? followed the rules, you you yep. wouldn't have been as good, well, and therefore what about we during the what about this what about during the steroid ever? All those guys were getting paid because like, and again, then all of a sudden when they stopped using steroids, number the numbers went shoot. Well, maybe maybe no one is astute enough to to go and challenge something like that. Yeah. I don't know, but they gave this guy three hundred and twenty four million dollars, Mark. Okay, it's all guaranteed money too. Yeah. So I, I I can't imagine it's not worth. At well, least, let me tell you something. They have to be looking at Chris. That. Let I mean, me I tell can't. you something. He 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 looked pretty bad against the Red Sox on Sunday, didn't he? Oh my God! So you know, I mean, look, I I, I can't imagine it's some some uh, solo practitioner that's representing that that's the you know in the legal department for the New York Yankees, Mark. I mean, they you know they have to have uh, they they got a machine behind them legally. So I, if if they're not sitting there, you know wondering about this or, or looking into this i'd be shocked now maybe there's something in the contract you know there's because there's a lot of language in these contracts mark i mean they, they, there may be something in there that says that has some sort of clause that doesn't allow for the, the team to void out or, or get out of this contract but damn i mean you you represented yourself as someone who that worked 324 million and that was based on you cheating and so now, oh, you can, I mean, unless the, the flip side to that argument would be, and I don't mean to like go on and on okay. about it, but the flip side to that from the player's perspective would be, well, prove it, prove it, prove that I was better. How can you have substantial proof that that allowed me to pitch better? And in other words, you, you can say, you can say all you want. Well, this tax stuff on there gives the spin rates. You were talking about that last week, and maybe you want to update the, the the people that are new in the show as to what that is, what it really does. But the spin rate's different, and so on. But when you're dealing with legal issues, you gotta you gotta hone that in. You gotta you gotta put that into an individual circumstance surrounding this guy in these performances. You need to be able to show that damage and say, hey, in these performances, we know. Or we can we by a reasonable certainty that you know the standard in civil, whatever you know, we can tell that this was affecting the pitching then and now, now not. So that would be the players. That would be the players' argument back. But God, it's worth it. It's worth going after. Oh, it's worth. Well, Mark, it's tell worth, everybody it's what this. Does. It's worth the challenge, Chris. Yeah. Tell everyone what is, what this actually. So, does. Chris, the sticky stuff allows them to get a better grip on the ball, and it allows them to really dig hold on to the strings long harder and longer and when you bring the ball down it it it's almost like it's your it's forcing you to spin it out of your hands because of the the grip and the rotation of the ball is is it it causes all kind of movement especially you know if you're throwing a four feet a four seam fastball 
the movement on the ball, it, like Cole's ball, Chris, used to start out at the knees and it would go up. Rise it would up. rise up. It would yeah. almost be, it was, it was almost impossible. It was impossible to hit, but it was also impossible to throw that pitch under normal circumstances. And he hasn't thrown it. He hasn't been able to do it without the spite attack. And the other guy, Chris, when they came to Yankee stadium back in like, might've been May, April, May, I forget when the nationals came and, and I was watching the game, the movement on the ball, Scherzer's ball, Chris, I've never seen a ball move like Scherzer's. And now you understand, well, shit. And now, now you know why the ball was moving like that. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it wasn't normal. It was, they were cheating. Shit. Yeah. Well, Verlander, well, Verlander brought that to Houston where Cole ended up. Verlander was basically finished with, with Detroit. He goes to Houston, the biggest cheaters on the planet. And all yeah. of a sudden he found the fountain of youth and, and, and he became a Cy Young award pitcher again. My, like Clemens question, did up in Toronto. Like Clemens did, but Clemens with the steroids up in Toronto. Now, right. my question is this. Did Houston start this whole spite attack fiasco with the cheating? <laughs> with the, with the, <laughs> did they start this, too? You want to be- really, you want to really, really, really start stirring the shit right now, Mark. That's right? what you want to do. Oh, well, shit. I mean, come on, right? Because Verlander, <laughs> all of a sudden, it was like, oh, God. Now, then all of a sudden, everybody in the league was talking about spin rates. And it, but it's, I think I'm going to tell you something. It might have started in Houston. Another reason to hate the Astros. Another reason to hate yeah, Houston. And I, know, I know we got people. And I know we got people out there that are, that, that are in Houston that are probably Astros fans. But you know what? Banging on those. <laughs> I mean, I mean you know, shit, so you're saying dude. that in, a, in addition to banging on the garbage cans, down in the down in the uh, you know the tunnel going to the clubhouse. In addition to that, on the garbage cans was all this sticky stuff with Fred Belitnikov handing it to everybody, saying, "Go ahead, put it, put it on uh, the ball." Uh, Mark, where would they have it though? Where would it be on their body? Well, that's did why they, they, did they figure out why where they, they were that's why it? they're checking belts. That's why they're checking you know inside of the gloves, right? Well, do they have an idea as to like, where some I, of these think, guys? I think I think they did. That's why they're checking the inside top part of the glove. They're checking belts. I think they know where they had it. That's why that's what they're checking, right? Yeah. No. Well, look. I mean, it's 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 not a it's not something that's going away this season. As far and then as the other guy, the one of the guys was saying shit. He used to spray his arms with suntan lotion before he went out, and he just rub his arms a little bit. It go like this, and and yeah, the but doesn't that just make it? I would think it would make it. That's what I would think. But the stick, evidently, it was sticky, and and it would make them grip the ball. Who the hell knows? Well, listen. Here's the thing: if they're going to take this crap away from these guys, you know, listen. I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying, yeah, you should be able to cheat. But you and I talked about this last week. You know, whatever, whatever makes the game, whatever the game makes the game more entertaining, and 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 technology can be used in this day and age, and it's not harmful to your health. You know. You know, you got to rise with the times. You know, I mean, it's two thousand twenty-one. But I don't know. But I don't know, Chris. If Spider Attack made the game more entertaining, I think the game's more entertaining now because it's not a good. The pitching's not as good, so you're getting more hitting and more runs. Yeah. Okay. So now the so 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 then give the Spider Attack back, and then the and then the hitters need to start doing something else now. They need to start doing before you know it. These guys are going to explode up there. You know what I mean? So, but Mark, let's let's. I mean, switch gears now. I mean. Taking it home now, okay? Because we can blame we can blame Spider Attack all we want for what the hell's happening with, you know, what's happening with the New York Yankees. My God, 
I, I'm so disgusted. Chris, I you you go ahead, Mark, because I can't even I can't even make sense of it anymore. What Chris, the hell's happening all, with this team? They are unprepared to win a must-win game or a must-win series. They don't have the mental toughness. They don't have the leadership, whether if, from the manager position, from from in the in the locker room. Oh, they the just, manager's a joke, right? The manager's a joke. I I I mean, how do you go into a, a must-win series? And not even win a game. Not even a game, Chris. And then you listen to the guys talk after the game. It's pathetic. We got to do better. Somebody's got to grow, grow a set. Do what you got to do something. Do something. The old man's got to be rolling, man. Oh He's got to be rolling. I, you know what? He would have He would have canned Boone's ass all, uh, it, 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 and Cashman, too. I mean, Steinbrenner went through managers like, you know, I mean, he hired and fired Billy Martin like 80 times over there, you know, and Pinella. This team just isn't constructed correctly. I mean, okay, and this, I bring it back to what we said all year about the Celtics, Chris. The the manager couldn't motivate, and the team was was poorly constructed. So what happened? Ainge went, and they found a way to Stevens to go. Stevens gets moved out. It's the same thing. Cashman's got to go at the end, and Boone's got to go. Because this team isn't constructed correctly, and the manager's a joke. But I think the manager's going to go now, and then you deal with Cashman at the end, like the Celtics did. With yeah. Ainge, you deal with Cashman at the end. But the the, the full manager's going to go now. I mean, it's Chris, they're not even in the wild card anymore. They, they, no. they're, they're barely a 500 team. They're not even going to make the playoffs. If they, no, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. You get swept by the Red Sox tw- twice in a row, twice in a row. That's absurd. Twice. So, Mark, Twice. before we go, we're gonna and we're gonna get the break in a second. But before we do, we are the new we are the real deal. New England feel so kicking it down to 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 the Red Sox. Well, the Red I, Sox I mean, it, they constructed their team. I got to give the guy, and we made fun of Chan Bloom. Me and you, you and I were making fun of him in March, time. but he he put Chan Bloom. We, we were we were making fun of him, but he yeah. put together a team that it, he knew what his strengths were going to be. They're role guys. Right? They're role guys. He put together complementary pieces, guys that do certain things. He's got them in the right places. Yeah. Uh, 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 he's got the perfect manager for this team, right? He's got that 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 bust-your-ass mentality. It's us against the world mentality. Yeah. He knows what buttons to push with these guys. It's working. Cora doesn't care. Cora don't give a shit. Cora will have a number four hit. He'll put one down. He doesn't. He don't care. He pulls. He pull, He presses all the right buttons. And you know what, Chris? You know what the epitome of this Yankee offseason was, and and what an embarrassment they became. You gave away uh, Adovino for basically for nothing to the Red Sox for like cash just to 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 to, to, to free up some salary cap money. And he's one of their big best bullpen yeah. guys coming out of the bullpen in the eighth inning. You gave him yeah. away for nothing Make to the sick. Red Sox. Makes you sick. But from Come the Red on. Sox, from the Red Sox standpoint, you know, we said it, we said it a couple of months ago that when they first started and they, and they were going on that run, and we said, hey, look, can they maintain this? And nah, I don't think they can. I don't know. We both, you know, I, I said it back then. This team is going to be there. I mean, they, they're going to keep scratching, clawing, and they're going to be there. And and you said it too. If we get to, we get to the Fourth of July, and we're there. You know, we're there. I mean, you said it, Mark. We get to the 4th of July, and these guys, I mean, we're talking All-Star game now. So we're talking at the break. They're there. We're there now. And so 
They're not yeah. going anywhere. They're going to be fighting. To, he's going to fight until the end, Carl, with this team. And, and the Yankees yeah. are just they were, the Yankees are just. It's even tough to watch, Chris. Like they're like I've got the the, the MLB app, and and I can, I watched 162 Yankee games, and and it, it it's getting to the point where it's even difficult to watch it. Yeah, you know, it really is getting difficult to watch the Yankees, and they're getting beat by big numbers. So, Mark, real quick, the All Star Game, home run derby. Listen. Um, Maybe they should put the spite attack back on the. Let them use it in the All Star games. Let the let the hitters do whatever they want, and let's go to town. Let's see what happens, right? Yeah, let the pitchers use it. But but home run derby, Chris. So home run derby is going to be interesting this year because it's in Coors Field. In oh my Colorado, God, Chris! They're going to hit. They're going to hit us in Arizona with the ball. Uh, it's going to land in my backyard over here. You know, yeah. so it's going to be real interesting. That's I, but I mean, some of the best players aren't going to play though. Like in other words, Tatis isn't going to enter home run derby. He yeah. he hit bombs. That's when you need people like Stanton and Judge oh. to, to to hit at Coors Field, right? Yeah, because the air is so thin. That well, that the guy that I'm interested in, the guy I'm interested in seeing hit in Coors Field, he's in home run derby. Is yeah. the, the the kid from the, the Angels, the kid Otani? Yeah. Yeah, he's but the, 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 the do-it-all guy. He's in it, the do-it-all guy. And and the other guy's in it. He's just a, a big bull. The kid the kid from the Mets, uh, 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 Alonzo, Pete Alonzo. He'll hit 500-foot well, home runs in that thing. Well, tune into it. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch, and, and and we'll keep a close eye for the rest of the season on the spite attack issue and, and you know, what the trend is. So when we come back, course, we're going to talk. spoken like an attorney. He's looking at the lawsuits already. Hey, you want to get that three, $324 million? Really? $324 million is worth a look at it. It's you just to get out of contract. It's, it's worth a look. So when we come back, we're going to talk Celtics and, uh, no, some interesting things going on there, and they have a new coach. So we're going to talk all about that and more right after this. that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group.
Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And uh, listen, Mark, um, by the way, Joe, again, beautiful job this week again, Joe. Loving the loving the uh, the background and everything looks real nice and probably too good for us, right, Mark? I don't know. At this point, yeah. Look, you know. I, I, I don't know. But getting getting to the Celtics, uh, got a, we have a new coach, okay? Um, you know, Adoka. You know, was hired a former uh, assistant over in uh, learned from Popovich over in San Antonio. Mark, what do you make of this hire? I mean, we talked about this last week, and we thought that this would be well. He's been a high he's candidate. Been, yeah, he's been an assistant in a couple of places, but spent a great amount of time at San Antonio. And I think he's, you know, he, I think he's a good hire. He's he's, he's he, he builds great relationships with players, and and he he's coached on some national teams. He knew Tatum. He knew Brown, um, and and, and they were in, in, in favor of him coming. Uh, yeah. and, and I think the one thing he'll bring, Chris, is I think he's got connections around the league. I think he's the <clears throat> one of the assistants he's hiring was also a, a, an assistant on the Popovich with him yeah. in San Antonio. And yeah. and I'll tell you what, Chris, and and it's already starting. You're starting to hear he could opt out this year. I don't know if he will, but next year he Hallelujah. just turned thirty this week. Next week, next year is the last year of his contract. Not Lillard, Kawhi Leonard. From San Antonio, oh, right. yeah, yeah. had yeah. a real good relationship with this guy. Don't be surprised for his last three or four years, you don't see this guy go get Kawhi and say, okay, I'm going to put you with the two young guns, take us to a championship. You could conceivably, because they will have the salary cap space next offseason, and that'll be perfect because Kawhi's contract is up. Don't be surprised if this guy goes out and tries to get Kawhi. So do you think, and, and, and in that circumstance, you don't have to give up you're not you giving up Brown. You you're not it, giving you up Tatum. You're not going to give him anything. And you, this guy Can goes you afford it is another. Well, that's I think next year they probably could, Chris, because they get out of some of the salary cap money. And and he goes and gets you your third wheel and says, okay, here, I got a veteran to go with these two guys. When yeah. the money's on the line, Kawhi can take a shot too. And Kawhi can play defense if he's healthy. You know, and, and that's just another option. I mean, I know there's other options out there too, but. Um, and, and, and if you listen to this guy, did you listen to the guy's press conference yesterday, Chris, at all? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, listen to him. This is why, see, this is why, this is why this whole situation is, it's odd. Yep. It's a real odd situation because here you have Stevens. Okay. Brad Stevens coaching the team for the last, what is it? Eight years. Yeah. And the players clearly, they just weren't listening anymore. You know, he he may be telling him move the ball, ball movement, ball move, but he's just not doing it. Okay, so he lost that locker room. I think it's clear that that happened. So instead of just firing him and moving on, and maybe even moving on from Ainge and you know getting all new people, they want to put him up in the president spot. Who now he's hiring the head coach, who's now going to have a press conference that basically downs everything Stevens did. You heard him, Mark. What did he say? Well, he was talking about ball movement. There needs to be ball, ball movement. I'm a big guy with assists. But you also heard him, Chris. What, the, the, the thing that I took from it was he talked about the fact that, um, you know, he has a relationship with these guys. He knows them from the um, the uh, select teams that they had, the Olympic select teams. And he said, yeah. you know, he said, and, 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 and I'm going to work them. He said, and, and, and they know that I'm going to get them in their ass, and they, will, they want that. So what does that say about Stevens? Well, again, there were indictments on him throughout. There were shots taken at him. There's one, and then the I other mean, shot, the other sh yeah, the other shot they took. The other shot he took on at Stevens was they were 27th in the league in assists last year. I mean, he comes right out and says that. 
And he said, he turned to Stevens and he said, no, no offense. No offense. That's, you know, no offense to you, Brad, but they were 27th in the league in assist. What this tells me about this guy, he's a no, he's a no bullshit guy. I mean, that's who this guy is. Then if he's going to stay in a press conference, the minute, you know, shortly after your boss, because for all purposes, Brad Stevens is his boss now. Okay. Oh, Chris, you know your what? Your boss just think? hires you, and you go tell him how he did a bad job last year. That's yeah. ball, Doc. That's that that's, is, that, no, that's, that's ball. big, huge ones right that there. Is, doing something, is. saying that, which so, I like. I'm happy. No, about I like that. it. I think the guy's a good hire, Chris. I, I I like him. I think he's gonna connect with the players. I think he's gonna add. A, a different element at motivating these guys and, and, and getting them to play with a different type of intensity. Yeah. But I also think he's a guy eventually who's going to be able to recruit players to come here. And, yeah, and, that's, I mean, and that's what's been lacking. I don't think Ainge had the ability anymore, Chris, for whatever reason, to recruit players to come here. Stevens didn't have that ability. And I know it's a player's league. And, and the players put these teams together, right? They go out and recruit their own guys, yeah, right? I, mean, I get that. But this coach, I honestly believe will be able to recruit Kawhi Leonard. But I think with him as the coach, you might be able to see them go out and try to work a deal with a guy like a Dame Lillard or maybe even a Bradley Beal because I think those guys would want to play for this guy too. Yeah, I mean... The well, thing I, don't know, that, I don't know if players wanted to play for, for, for Stevens. So even if Tatum tried to recruit somebody, to your point, Chris, I don't think players wanted to play for Stevens anymore. So what? who are you recruiting? Well, because it's not it's not a matter of I mean, by the way, with Ainge, I just don't think he, anybody trusted him anymore. No, I mean he, no. he this guy, you know, he he would not have done the deal uh to bring Horford back, get rid of the money, you know, with, with um uh Kemba Walker. Well, he wouldn't have done that because he would have waited it out, waited it out, yeah. tried to get low ball somebody. And to Stevens' you know, credit, Chris, Stevens had a relationship with the guy from OKC, so he was comfortable in making the deal with Stevens. You're right, Chris. I, I don't think that deal to, to, to free up that space for Walker's contract probably doesn't happen with Ainge. Not now. Not right now. No. I think right. it may have I think it would have happened, but it would have been Ainge. It would have been Ainge sitting there lowballing teams, trying to finagle his way and just yeah. win, win the trade, win the trade, win the trade. And I think yeah. uh, nowadays. You know, some of these GMs are saying, hey, look, we're, we're tired of Danny's act, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but, I agree. But to what you're saying, you know, about, about getting players in, look, it isn't, it isn't about coaching anymore. It isn't about the X's and O's of basketball. It's just not. Because if it were, Brad Stevens would have succeeded and won a championship. Okay? Yeah. Because Brad Stevens is a hell of a good X's and O's coach. He just – he is. Maybe for the college level. You know, Perhaps. The issue is the better coaches, the good coaches now, to me, and you tell me what you think, but the good coaches to me are guys that can get, get, you know, knock guys around, okay, kick their ass in the locker room, get their heads right, get them focused on basketball, okay, and also, man, you know, and, that, and part of that is managing the egos, managing the brand, you know, having some understanding of that. Doc Rivers. I mean, Doc Rivers is a guy like that, No. Yeah, I, you're right, Chris. I don't necessarily know if it's about X's and O's anymore. You're right, Chris. It's more about doing all that other stuff that you just mentioned. Because once they get on the court, Chris, we talked. I talked about this a couple of months they ago. They do what they you. want. They do what they want. And, and, and if you watch these games, they're only running three and four different sets of plays over and over and letting these guys yeah. go and do the, the thing. 
You know, it's, you know. it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's back pick, it's back pick, it's double pick, it's roll. Well, it it's, 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 they're not doing anything. You know, that, that's all they're doing. Yeah. They're not mixing it up. And, and, and some of the teams, you know, have pretty good ball movement and it's usually the teams like Utah where yeah. if you notice with a team like that, you know, they're not sitting there with, I mean, they have higher upper echelon guys. Now, of course they're not in the final now, but they have upper echelon guys, but there's not that, you know, Durant. LeBron, Davis, Lillard. There's not you, those guys. If you were watching the game last night, that Phil, that uh, Clippers game, right? Yeah. Well, yep. George, they just kept running the same thing over and over for George. Yeah, he was just hitting. And, he was and, hitting. And he, just, and he was hitting, but it was the same thing over same. and over and over. Yeah, and on the broadcast, you know, and, and I love Van Gundy. I love those guys, you know. Yeah. And and they kept saying it. You know, he needs to be more aggressive. He needs to, you know, the whole first half, George was seen kind of timid and you know, he wasn't he wasn't really being too aggressive. And they were saying that. They were pointing that out. And um, and if this were on TNT, I'm sure Barkley and Shaq and those guys would have been saying the same thing. Hey, come on, get yours, go get yours, and you'll win the game. And lo and behold, second, that's what second happened. Second half he did, yeah. I still think the Suns are gonna win the series, but no, I think I mean, they are too. You're right, Chris. But I hope so. Yeah. You know. So Mark, you when you talked about getting guys in, okay. You know, who are some of the guys? Because look, they need a they need a point guard. I mean, they're in desperate need of a point guard. So what do you what do you have? What do you well, like? What are your there? options? You got well, well, well. Unless your buddy is the point guy, smart. Oh my god! I you know what? I'm so sick of talking. I'm so sick of talking about smart. I'm so sick and tired of it. And Mark, we said this months ago. What was I talking about with Stevens months ago about kicking these guys' ass and not being able to do it? And Smart's one of these guys that got a pass every single time. It's one of the reasons why he lost that locker room, evidently. Yeah, yeah. Because so, of Marcus Smart. Yeah. So so I don't know, Chris. I mean, your options out there for point guard, you know, I mean, you got – I guess you could go get Lillard, but I, I just don't know what that would require you giving okay. up. Okay, you're going to have to give up Brown to get Lillard. So so let's play this game. So I don't think okay. – I don't Brown necessarily know – Yeah, I don't know if they'll do that. What do you think? Brown for Lillard. I would probably give it a shot just to mix this up, but I don't think this coach will do that because I think he likes Brown and Tatum, and I think he thinks – he can get you another player to come here. Maybe not this offseason, but next offseason. I think this guy thinks he can get you somebody. Does Lillard's age bother you nine years in now versus Brown, who still the ceiling hasn't been? It does and it doesn't, Chris. So at some point, you're going to make a decision as a franchise. Are you all in? And if you're all in, what is your window to be all in and what maximizes that window? Is it yeah. Brown and Tatum or is it? Tatum and a vet that can take you to the championship, but your window's only three or four years, but you get the banner now. Or, 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 or are you playing this out with Brown and maybe your window's 10 or nine or eight years, but at the end of the day, you still only end up with one banner. So, so what are you doing it now? Are you going for broke now? Or, or are you going to do it, make it go longer? And, and maybe at the end of the day, you end up with the same amount of, 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 of rings. Maybe one. Again, know. here's the thing, okay? You, you're relying on I, – I can't – tell me the last time, and, and and welcome into the show, Erica M, uh, chatting in. Appreciate you. Appreciate chatting in. Appreciate the support. Listen, Mark, when is the last yeah. time you saw a point guard because of the point guard they won a championship? And I'm not talking about LeBron playing guard. 
No, I'm no, talking no, about so, a legitimate so, point guard, so, Lillard. So the last time, well, even I would even say, Chris, when the uh, Celtics won it with Rondo. I mean, shoot, they they won it because of Ghana and those guys. It wasn't because of, I mean, Rondo played great in, in one of those series, but did you think they won it because of Rondo? Or was it because of Pierce and Garnett and, and oh, Ray Allen? They right? didn't win that Perk, because, of, Perk, because of Rondo. In, in Perk, right? No. I mean, Rondo had some good, you know, he he played well and he was a facilitator and he did a lot of things. I guess the last point guard the the to do it, I would say, before they got Kevin Durant, was the first championship that Portland, uh, Golden State won with Curry. I, I'll say that, maybe. Maybe that first if Golden you watch, State championship okay. with Curry. Okay, but if you watch those series, okay, yep. and you you saw Draymond Green, you saw the other pieces, okay, yep. that really, you know, if it was just, but I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the pieces with, but it wouldn't be Brown. It would be just Tatum. Tatum doesn't have that leadership quality yet. It would have so, to be Lillard. So yeah. now, so the Lillard, so, so is, your, is your contention that the Lillard-Tatum combo Gets you a, a, a Giannis Davis t- type of no. guy to be the third guy. I think I think I I would rather if I'm giving up Brown, I would rather try to go after Beal. You're gonna have to give up Brown. To but get if you're gonna, give, like up Lillard, Brown, Beal, you're gonna give up Brown, Chris, I think Beal is a better player than Lillard. Well, you said that. You said that. You've been saying that all along. You want Beal on this team. You think Beal will attract the. Yes. third guy. I do. Right? I do. I think if you got a guy like Beal on this team with this coach, you probably could go get a guy like like Kawhi at the end of ne- the following season. And Kawhi well, see, that would, would you know yeah. what I mean? And Kawhi that would, would put say, it, yeah, I'll come play, I'll come I'll come play with these guys and finish my yeah, that would that would put it over the top, Mark. I mean, yeah. you you get a guy like Kawhi in here, but I mean, you. I think. I think the problem with, with this guy, this coach, I think you know this this boss, this Celtics Chris, fan. What about your theory? Chris, what about your theory? Yeah. Now that he's part I have of the so Boston, many, Mark. So no, I have so many good ones. I know. Now that you're part of the Boston, you you said yeah. he's part of the Boston Red Sox group. LeBron, your theory of yeah, LeBron. Yeah, I know. Why don't Listen, you bring that back up for the fans here who haven't heard that? There. What I what I said was this. He he has he's part ownership in what the Fenway Group. The Fenway owns, Group now, yeah. That owns the Red Sox, right? Yep. And so my whole thing was, look, you know, you won your championship in uh, in L.A., you won it in Miami, you won it in Cleveland. Let's go for four. You know, get over the, get get yourself over to Boston with Tatum and Brown somehow, okay? And then get get yourself over with Tatum and Brown. Meanwhile, you're promoting your brand, what you need to, for the Fenway Group. You become part of the whole, you know, compatible the community Boston scene, part of the community. I don't know, Mark. I mean. Does he have anything in the he has left in the tank? That him, if, you know, LeBron James at 60%. If, if you put him with Brown and Tatum, he's definitely yeah. got something in the tank. LeBron James at 60% is better than better than most. So yeah, that, that's a theory. But Mark, some of the other guys, you know, you got Towns in Minnesota, you got Fox in Sacramento. But see, I think that these these are the upper echelon guys that's gonna cost you. You're gonna have Hell, to yeah. give up I, for them. Positively. Well, after and maybe this is because I'm watching them in the series, but what I think would cost you less, and I don't know that you'd have to give up any any of these big guys. What do you think of Reggie Jackson? He's a he's a good ball player. Uh, he's, he's a complimentary piece, um, but is he enough? Is well, Brown? He can, play, he can play point. You know what but I mean? A Brown and, and Tatum, a Brown, but 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 is that enough to get you to the finals? 
with just with the with Brown Tatum and the rest of the guys on this team. No, no, I don't think so. But I think it's another piece that okay. allows that allows okay. for that All that right. next guy. Yeah, because look, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing that says they can't go get a guy like Reggie Jackson to play the point, true point. No, you're okay? right. And then bring right. in with your theory, bring in get quiet to come over here. Opt out of his contract the, 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 in LA. Well, yeah. and, and next year's no matter what, next year is the last year of his contract there. So right. he they, they either gonna re-up him or he's free to go wherever he wants. And I'm gonna I'm telling you, Chris, this guy's gonna go after him. And you have and you have now two guys that were playing in LA for the Clippers, Reggie Jackson and um and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, right? I don't know. Well, hey, look, you, brought, I, you know, that's if, enough. If you brought those guys in with Brown and Tatum, that's enough. You could win this thing. Yeah, so, absolutely. It's enough with this kind of a coach. Yeah, you can win he told, he, Look, he told them flat out yesterday, you know, you're going to be worked. You're going to work. We're going to push you. I would, that was music to my ears. That was music to my and ears again, hearing to that crap. Point, I'm so point, sick of it. To your point, that was kind of a shot at Stevens, no? Absolutely. That, that, that it's a, it, He took all kinds of shots in that press conference. Be basically saying, you didn't push these guys. Sorry, Brad, but you didn't push these guys, and they need to be pushed. I don't care about their brand. They're going to become basketball. Look, that's Pop all day long. That's Popovich. Oh, that's Pop. That's when you Pop. hear that guy talking, that's Popovich saying, I don't really give a crap about their brand. You're going to play basketball. You're going to get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, but San Antonio's got the cachet. I mean, they've won. Oh, it's been a while, but, you know, they've won everything, you know? Yeah. Yep. But so anyway, I just don't think, look, I don't think that a point guard, um, you know, I, I just don't think a point guard gets it over the top for you. I think you need something else. So, Mark, look. What's left now? You know, just talk talk a, a minute before, you know, a second before we get to a uh, break again. These teams left in the playoffs right now, you know, the four teams, Atlanta, Milwaukee. We haven't really I, talked I, about I, that I series. Think, I don't think Atlanta. I think Atlanta. I mean, Trey Young's bank is hurt now. I I, I think Atlanta's finished. I think it's definitely going to be Milwaukee. It's clock struck 12. It's going to be Milwaukee. And, yeah. and it's going to be – I'm still going to go, Chris. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Phoenix. I, I, I think without Kawhi, I just don't – think LA can win two more games in this series. I, I, I think oh, it'll be Phoenix. Booker turned it on a little more. Booker had struggled. He struggled uh previous to prior to last night. He had struggled in the last two games. I don't know he if did. it's that thing he had to wear or whatever it was. I but, don't know, but I think I think Phoenix will pull this out. But last night he got back into yesterday he got back into the 30 mark, didn't he? Yeah he did. So the 30 I, I range. Think, I think you're gonna see a Phoenix Milwaukee final. And I'll tell you what I think Phoenix can win that. Oh I do too. I do, I do too. Chris I Paul do. putting Chris Paul. On I'd this love team. to see. I'd love to see Chris Paul get a get yeah a, get a ring. Yeah, you know? I would too. I would too. I mean, look, it's a local for me too here here in Arizona. I mean, you know, Celtics are out. I'm going to root for Phoenix to win this yeah, thing. But, absolutely. But I think I think now if you going to any Chris of the Paul playoff, did it all. Have you gone any of the playoff games, Chris? No. No. No, I can't go. I can't. I'm too old for that crap. I can't go to a basketball game with all the lights and the sirens and the things oh, and, and the, the dancing, dancing and girls. The, Come on. And then the dancing and all the nonsense and, you know, all these people that are dressed up like they're at a nightclub. You know what I mean? I can't. Well, I can't deal with that. that. Nah, I can't deal with that crap. I'm Look, I'm too old school for that. You know what I mean? I like the, I like the old garden. Yeah, they're bearing down on the team. They're standing. You can't even yeah, no see air condition. It's 115 degrees inside there on a day like today. Right. With the obstructed views, you know, you got to look yeah. around the pole to do that. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I hope, I hope, I hope Phoenix, Phoenix pulls this out. So when we come back, Mark, we're going to get into the Bruins a little bit. I want to talk about the two, the, um, the teams now 
you know, we got to yeah. talk about Montreal, especially from a from a New England standpoint. Got to talk yeah. about Montreal because it's pull it's a polarizing uh, topic right now in New England. So that and more right after this. time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And uh, listen, I got to tell you to uh, everybody to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, give us that thumbs up. Joe, uh, Joe is just yeah, you know, he just yells at us all the time, doesn't he, Mark? Nobody does. Nobody knows that because you know he comes on the thing. Uh, he sounds so nice and everything like that. Then we get into production meetings. He's like, "You got to tell people to subscribe. You got to tell people." Yeah, yeah. Tell them all. Tell them all. You tell them all. Yeah. Uh, that announcement. Oh no! Oh, now we do. Time because it's time for Catone's comments. I'd like to hear some Catone's comments. Thank you so much. Well, Mark, take it away, man. Today, well, you know, Chris, I, I don't know out in Arizona what it's like, but over here in, in New England, well, at least I, I think it's the same in a lot of parts of the country, but over there. So <clears throat> you're trying to drive over here, right? And, and and you come to intersections and you come to lights and, and you're concentrating. Again with, again with the driving. Yes, again <laughs> with the driving. And you're trying to concentrate on the road and you got these people. Jotting in front of your car, they 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 they're looking for you know they, they say you know uh, uh, homeless need need stuff whatever and I, and I I totally sympathize with them and and I don't mind sometimes you know people they, they give them a few dollars whatever but now Chris it's every this state it's every corner every light you go through you know you go through downtown providence they're they're jumping in front of your car you're, it's it's like your NASCAR we're gonna bring back the NASCAR minute. 
It's, it's like I'm a NASCAR driver for crying out loud. I'm driving like this. I'm breaking. I'm swerving lanes. They, they got their hats out, their hands. They're looking for things. I said, Jesus, this is this is like Daytona for crying out loud. So that, that drives me crazy that they just allow it. Anything goes. Listen, I sympathize with them. I really do. But anything goes. Somebody's going to get killed because they're out jumping in front of your car looking for money. I mean, come on! At some point, they, where where are the rules of the road? Something? Can you tell Chris I get aggravated when I drive? Tell us again. Every time, every car, every car. And, and for those, I'm going back the NASCAR minute because I'm the NASCAR driver. Hey, and and for those of you who are just joining us and uh, for the first time, weekly, pretty much weekly, we have a segment called Catone's Comments, and everything goes. Anything goes. And you never know what Mark is going to come out with. Yeah, Mark, I'm with you, man. I, I, see, over here, it's so hot. It's like 115, 100. It was last week, it was 118 they'll, they'll, they'll degrees. Out. They can't sit out there. They'll pass out. But some of them are still out there. But when the weather's nice, yeah, it's everywhere. It, it's everywhere. Obviously, when you get further downtown, it's it's a little more of an issue. But, uh, yeah, Mark, that's just, this is pretty upsetting to Mark. So uh, all the all the homeless people. Out no, there, no, that, I, that, I, no, no, this. get out of the way, no, 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 get out no, no, of no, Mark's no. way. I with them, but it's the ones they're allowed. They're and, and Chris, I'm, I'm reading an article. Some one of the guys I was reading the thing the other day in a local um uh, article over here. Guy made a hundred and sixty five thousand dollars on a corner. They live in a better house than us. I don't know where he's living, but I don't mind. I, I understand. Well, 165000 He's not living on the street. Listen, I don't mind. Tax-free. Listen, I, I sympathize with them. I feel bad. I, I do. But it, it's getting to the point now, Chris. It's, ju it's just it's becoming a danger, not only for them, but for me. When I get a drive like I'm Kyle Petty, that's a problem. Or Kyle Bush, that's a problem. If I get to go on the road and be Kyle Bush, that's a problem. Because I can't drive to begin with. You know that, Chris. Uh, we go to the Patriot games. He sticks me in the back seat. He says, don't even speak. Because I can't drive. He don't let me drive. You you heartless, heartless, heartless bastard, you. I mean, you. I told you I feel bad. <laughs> but I don't want to be Kyle Bush. Then you know what you do? You know what you do? You take some of that spider tax stuff. You put it on your windows and just, oh, just, oh, no, just, no, just stick not, dollar. No, no, no. See, now you're getting out of control. Just stick dollar bills to it. And then you can just take it off the window and you don't have to bother with you anymore. Oh, that's not, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Right? So, okay. Catone's comments. That's uh, brought to we you. We really guys. lost, we lost all control tonight. <laughs> that's oh, it. Oh. You know, Joe, Joe, Joe right now is in the booth cringing over this topic right now. He's wondering which way are they? Who are they going to offend tonight? Listen, I'm not offending anybody. I feel bad. I just, I just am warning them. I'm not a NASCAR driver. Somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah, I, I understand. I get it. So you, so your, so your, your main purpose for this, yeah. <laughs> your main purpose for, for this take, you know, for for your, you know, concern is is get me concern. out of trouble here. Come on, get me out of trouble it, here, attorney. So, Mark's so so from what I hear, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna represent Mark for a hey, second. Thank okay? you. All right, might tell my client to shut up for one second. Okay, stop talking for one second. <laughs> Mark's basically saying it's a public policy. I mean, he's he's more concerned for the people out there getting hit by hit by a car and their their welfare, their well being. So, with that being said, Mark. 
that's a good point. Absolutely. You know, you should be commended for your take on this. That's so why they pay you to take dollars, Mr. Clark. So uh, Catone's comments is brought to you by uh, <laughs> Special Sauce Podcast. Make sure you log on, specialsaucepodcast.com. Check out all of the podcasts from Special Sauce Podcast. Excellent, excellent company. So, Mark, listen, if we can recover from that, from that little discourse, let's get into uh let's get into some well hockey really in general. Let's get, I mean, Bruins, Bruins are done. So, you know, we're we're a little disgusted with them. But getting into just hockey, we're in the playoffs, we're in the finals now. Um, you know, Tampa won that game last night. So they're up in the series. Hey, by the way, did you see that guy from Montreal get clocked in the head and the blood coming down is hockey, man. Hockey. Don't you, you love it? I mean, don't, don't you love hockey? I mean, my God, you know. Love, so okay. So Montreal. All right. Before we get into the the rest of the public in New England, what do you think about? Are you rooting for Montreal? Or are you rooting for Tampa? Absolutely, absolutely not. I'm rooting for Tampa. Are you crazy, Montreal? I'll never root for Montreal ever. And and and, and you know what, Chris? Maybe because we come from a different era. I don't know, right? We grew up in that era in the 70s with Guy Lafleur and Dryden and all those guys where we got screwed more times by that team, right? Even in the early 80s, right? We got screwed more times by that team. Oh, there's, yeah, they no, always... there's no way I want to see the Canadians win. No way. No way. Mark, I was like two years old when they won the thing in the 70s. That's what I'm saying. That. Well, you know, I don't remember that. What you, do you mean I, you don't remember you know, that? You don't, come on. They were putting hockey puck, pucks in my crib. You know, no, I remember it. I do. I do. Um, well, because our father, my father had it on. My father had the antenna. He was playing to try to get the, you know, the or game had it on the radio, you yeah. know, or had it on the radio, swearing and yelling. And, you know, I mean, they, you know, they, 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 they were maniacs back then. I wish, I wish we could go right now back in time and just watch and just get to the garden and watch one of those games, one of those Montreal games and just sit through it. Uh, that would be. That would speaking, be fantastic. Maniacs, you know, <laughs> this is just a teeny bit off topic. Speaking of you, you brought up your father and, and, and I was at um, an event, uh, a, a graduation party a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about um, your dad and God rest his soul. And, and um, about uh, Rockingham racetrack, the horse track and, and Bernstein, <laughs> the, the race caller who used to call the races at Rockingham. And you want to talk about degenerates. They're rocking him. You know what, Joe? Put him up. Put put him. Put him alone on the screen. Put Mark alone on the screen. Mark, take it for one second. Put Mark up alone on the screen. Degenerate. For one second. One second. Put 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 him up there. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna show everybody something. You know? Can you can you figure that out, Joe? What's the deal? All right. Hang on. I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna come right back, Mark. But talk to, talk about what you think the fans. I'm thinking about my listen. I think our younger fans, Chris, I, I I think they probably don't like Tampa Bay. So they because I don't think they have the disdain for, for, for Montreal like we do as as as, as old hockey fans. I think you know because that rivalry is kind of gone, right? But, you know, if you're somebody who's you know 14, 15, 16, 8, you know, even 20, I I don't think you don't have the history with the Canadians, you know. So 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 they don't. I don't think they feel what we feel. And so I'm going to assume that that type, that those younger fans are probably, you know, they, they may be room for the Canadians just because it's Tampa. Right. And, and Tampa knocks us out. And, and, you know, Tampa is a team that I don't think, you know, the younger fans like, but in my opinion, 
there's no way I would ever want the Montreal Canadiens to win the Stanley Cup. I just, I just can't root. For, I just can't see that. I don't want to see them raise the cup. You know. That's because you're old. That's your old school. Yeah. Well, right? I was just saying, Chris. The younger kids, the younger generation, doesn't know what we doesn't have that what we have with the Canadians that history. So to them, they don't want to see Tampa win because they 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 see Tampa as as our rival, which, which to us they're not. Yeah. yeah. So so you were talking about my father, yep. you know, um, and talking about Rockingham Park, right? Yep. So I want. Want to show you something right here? This is this. Oh God! I don't know. I, I know it's a little with this with the with the ring light in it, but this is Rockingham Park. Okay, in this is 1972. This is 1972. This is my father's racehorse. Okay, and this these were called trotters. So this is what they used to, and they still run them now, right, Mark? They still they run, run some. They run trotters out in the Meadowlands, yeah, in New Jersey. Yep, absolutely. Right, and this is actually from Rockingham Park in 1972. I wasn't even born yet; I was born in '73. So Dipsy Dill—that was the name of this horse, Dipsy Dill—and then I won the race. If we have this here, so there's that. And then, real quick, well, way off the rails here. And this is well. This is from so for Boston people. This is from Suffolk Downs. Okay, the ra the racetrack in um, in Boston. And so here's this. This is uh, Princess Princess Betsy is the uh, name of this horse. Okay, let me see if I can get in there, Joe. Now, what I want you to do is take a look at the winner's circle oh, and the picture, and see if, see if you can look closely to see if there's anyone in there you can recognize. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There you are. So that's that's me at like 14 years old with the is blue your, shirt on. Right there. That's my father next to me, you know, in the winner's circle. So this was in this I I, I was 14 years old. This was in 1987. So so there, there you go. go. There's, there's there's the uh the history, see? We were, the history. We, were, we were talking about it a couple yeah. weeks back. So well, we've we've completely uh, digressed we've from. Rails, that's, you know what though? That's what this show is about. It is. It really is. You know. You know why? Because yeah, we're not tied to. You know, what are we tied to, Mark? That's why we're the real deal, New England feel. Because we've lived it. That's right. We lived it. I just showed you two pictures of living it. Rockingham Park. Really? Okay. So I, so, so Mark, getting ooh, back ooh, to Mark. Rockingham Park. Like we're talking about Rockingham Park. Really. Do you know how many times? Listen, listen. I'm gonna tell you a funny story, okay? They, you know, Montreal. Look, Montreal sucks. I hate Montreal too. Okay, period. I don't want to see Montreal win under any circumstances. They got their ass. Care. They got their ass kicked, didn't they? Last they did, night? and they're going to continue to get their ass kicked. And we'll yeah. talk about why in a second. But I want to tell you a funny, a funny story. So, I told you, you know, my father owned racehorses and, and all of that, and he used to run, he used to run them up and down the East Coast. So, you know, like you say, Rockingham, Boston. Uh, New Jersey, Florida, and and yep. um, and I think there was one in uh, was it Maryland or, or uh, what the hell is that? Well, anyway, so up and down. So I remember he used to, one day. I'm in high school, okay. And originally, you know, I, I, so I'm I'm in high school, and all of a sudden I hear, I hear my the announcement. This is when they, you know, there was no the technology was the announcement over the the loudspeaker to call somebody down to the office, right? Now I got called down to the office quite a bit. So I'm thinking, 
I hear my name and I hear what get the day off. What did I do? And now? I'm wondering which thing, which thing <laughs> are they calling me down for? I mean, you know, it could be a, a series of stuff that 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 happened, right? So I and they call me and they call my cousin down. Okay. And the two of us were always doing things, you know, mis yeah. we were mis you know, mischievous, if that's the good word. So I get down, I go down to the office. Um, and who's standing there in the foyer area? It's my father. And he's like, come on, let's go. He says to me, I'm like, it's, it's like 10 in the morning. I'm like, where, where, where are we going? I guess school dad, you know, no, come on, let's go. We, we gotta go. So my cousin and I, he doesn't say anything, get in the car and we get on 95 and now we're driving and we're driving and we're driving. And I'm like, where the hell, where the hell are we going right now? We ended up in uh, the Meadowlands. He had a horse, <laughs> he had a horse running in the Meadowlands. Took us down over there for the day, okay? The horse won the race. It was early in the day. It was an early race. Won the, he won, the horse won the race in the winter circle, all that. And then he took us into the city, into New York City, for, for, for a nice time. We, we didn't get home. We didn't get home till like 10, 10.30 at night, okay? I missed practice. My cousin missed this. They're calling. They want to know where, where we are. My aunt, everybody's wondering. That. Is that's the real deal, New England feel right there, Mark, in a nutshell, you know. And there are there are there are plenty of plenty of stories like that. But uh anyway, I don't even know how the hell we got here, but uh but yeah, Montreal Mark, look at just getting to hockey, just in a hockey sense right now. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I I don't want Montreal to win. And then people say, Well, you know, you're just old school, you sour grapes. How can you want Tampa to win? Yeah, the new pe the people that the younger people that don't know any better, that don't know enough to can't to hate Montreal yet because they didn't experience it. Sure, they they don't want Tampa to win. They they equate Tampa with Brady and you know the new title town over there and all that stuff. They're going to win two in a row. Who the hell wants Tampa to win, right? But from my perspective, yeah, I can't I can't stomach Montreal putting another banner up in the in the in the rafters. That's terrible, you know. And Mark, it isn't going to happen anyway. And why? Because they can't win this series, Montreal. Why? I told you back in remember I told you back back in March Tampa's gonna win this thing. They're gonna get them come playoff time. You did. They're not gonna be people aren't gonna be able to beat them four times just be, if they stay healthy, they're healthy, you're not gonna no. beat them four times. It's not happening. You did. You said the, I mean, Islanders you, almost, the Islanders almost did it, but you know, and I don't want to face the Islanders either in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and Mark, do you think that some of the sting of 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 just despising the Montreal is due to the fact that we didn't play them at all? This year, yeah, yeah, I think it is, Chris. Yeah, because of the, because of COVID and the way that you know we couldn't play the Canadian teams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because when you watch the style of hockey, it's very similar to the Islanders. That is. This is why they're not going to win this series. But their style of play is clog up the middle, lumbering, get in the corners, below well, the high. The only shot they had, Chris, is is if maybe Tampa didn't just get done with the Islanders, and and they were facing this for the first time. But now that they just played the Islanders. There's no way Montreal is going to beat them playing that style. Yeah, you know? and I would say before last night, I would have said the only the only advantage Montreal has is maybe the goalie in yeah. this in in this series, and but just the momentum. Just the Montreal has that Giants feel of 2007, but I think that they was did. plucked from them last night. Yeah, they did. You know, I really do. I think that was oh yesterday that was plucked from them last night, Mark. That that whole all of that that's gone. Yeah, so I mean, I just think that. I just think Tampa can do everything. They can get in the middle. They can move guys away from the, away from their goaltender, away from the net. 
they can get in front of your goalie and create screens. No, Tampa's you know, the, for, for the Tampa's, I mean, they could do it all. Yeah, no, Tampa's going to repeat. There's no question. Tampa's going to They can play low to high. They can get in the corners. They got speed. And the goaltender's good, too. Chris, you, you know? think about it. They, they, they're going to repeat. And, and really, they could have three-peated because the year before, they were one of yeah. the favorites and they got knocked out. I mean, Tampa Bay's on like a three-year streak. They, I mean, they choked the year before. This They could be going for a three-peat when you think about it. Yeah, you're it. right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, listen, I, I got Tampa. You got Tampa. Um, and I think that a lot of well, – most people around the country are, are, are picking Tampa to win this series. Anything but Montreal. Anything the only team that could have beat Tampa maybe was one of those West Coast teams that you had talked about. But but they got knocked out, and they, 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 Montreal is just a bad matchup. I, I, I was shocked. I was shocked that Montreal was able to, to knock off Vegas because I yeah. thought Vegas and Colorado were the best two teams. Yeah. I mean, I you know. So, so anyway, listen, when we come back, um, want to get into some Patriots. I know running a little long on time, Joe, but that's okay. Want to talk about some Patriots. We're gonna, you know, Mark, Patriots have a to-do list right now, don't they? They do. Before they get into camp. They do. So they do. we need to talk and about tomorrow, that. Chris, tomorrow is, no, I'm sorry, not tomorrow. Thursday is July 1, right? Uh, yep. July 1st. You know what that means. Here we come. Because the calendar has a seven now. We know at the end of that seven, training here, camp begins. Here we come. Well, let's, let's talk about the Patriots to-do list and more uh, right after this. that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. We're back, Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England. Hey, listen, Mark, I think that we've proven ourselves as true New Englanders in the last Absolute, segment. Absolutely, we did. If absolutely. we haven't already, of course we did. But for those of you who don't think so yet, make sure you tune in starting in September to Corso and Catone presents Pat's Nation, and oh. that will be our weekly post game show so every single patriots game 
uh, real games. You know, we're not gonna, you know, preseason games. You know, we'll preview them. Those are useless. But when they start the season, we'll be on thirty minutes following the show. It was nothing like a warm August afternoon at Rockingham Park. (laughs) Here he comes, Murray the Hawk. He may just get there. It always had that interesting smell to the place. Oh my right? god! It always had. You got that maniac that's that's got the that's got the form. You know what, Mark? I'm describing Mark right now, just so you know. Whacking that form like he's on the horse with the whip, hitting the horse, staring up. I've seen Mark. Okay, I've seen Mark standing on it. <laughs> I've seen. Do they still Twin Rivers? Do they still do the simulcast there and all that, or is they that do, all now they, just? Uh, they you do, know. but it's now like basically a distant memory. They got some a little area where you can you can do simulcasting, but it's nothing like it was in the years ago. No, when they used to have the rabbit, when they used to have the dogs running there. Oh yeah, um, hey, that's been forever. And 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 the simulcast was happening and all that. We go on a Saturday afternoon, and you haven't lived until you've seen Marcatone. Standing on a chair with his face in the screen. used to have these screens on the on, on the poles with the, the TV screen where you could watch different races from different places. And um, you see Mark standing on a chair with the racing form rolled up like this. Okay. Standing on the chair a foot away from the screen, whacking the racing form. Come on, come on. Get to the rail. You haven't lived until you've seen that scene. Mark, I'm telling you, you know? Yeah, we're definitely we're definitely we've going lost, off the rails today. Lost, Joe, we gotta get back on track. Joe, we lost control. <laughs> so so listen, this is what happened. These are the Mark, these are the dog days. These are the dog days. You're right. We got it. It's the dog these days. These are the You're dog right. days. This this is when Mark and I are calling each other, usually on like a Saturday or every day, talking to each other saying. What do we say, Mark? Shaking our heads going, what? Can't wait. Can't wait. And I can't do it anymore. Can't wait for football. I can't do this. Football's got to start. I called Mark on Saturday. I said, Mark, football has to start immediately. I can't can't deal with this anymore. Now, now, you know, everything's coming to an end. I I can't do it. Anyway, getting into some of the page. So, yeah, tune in this fall. The uh, Costa Rican presents the Pats Nation. It's a it's the real postgame show for the Patriots. Um, you, you haven't lived yet until, again, another thing you haven't lived until you've heard our breakdown and analysis of every Patriots game. So, speaking of which, Mark, they have a to-do list, don't they? Yeah, they do. Well, we think it starts with Gilmore, right? So, what's, something's got to – they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to either – Give him an extension or give him a one-year deal with, with, with the likelihood if they, it's a one-year deal, he's probably gone at the end of the year. But yeah. <clears throat> I think I think you're gonna have to keep him, Chris, because I don't think they they did they, they address that position in free agency enough where you could let Gilmore walk or trade him. I think that, that ship has sailed. So I think I think you're gonna have to figure out a way to keep him, um, at least for the year. And and, and and I think he'll have yeah. a good year, yeah. Chris, because he's trying to to promote himself. Anyways, he's got to prove he's healthy. If he wants one more contract somewhere, even if it's not here, um, I think he'll go out and prove himself. You know, it's a Rivas situation. It is a Rivas really situation. Is. Probably, probably well, there's, more, there's more history here with Gilmore, but he's reaching that age now. Yeah, you know, he's getting to that sure. age where you just typically historically sure. don't pay a corner. 
You know, you, no. you don't you don't no. you don't give a corner a ton of money. Now Revis got it, but you know, the Revis Jets Chris just, got more money than anybody when he was. A, I mean, he he was just you know the Jets. Were no, just no, no, dumb. Yeah, I don't know if you can count what the Jets do. The I Jets mean, they, were just dumb. I mean, Alabama runs their system better than the New York Jets. Yeah. You know, it, it's so. But yeah, I mean, Revis got it. But I think Gilmore. I think you're right. I think the ship has sailed on trading him. So they're going to have to give him that bump. But 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 do you think? I feel I feel like I'm in the camp of make it a little bit incentive laden, you know, make make it so it's attainable. Well, well they may not like it. not like they, some of Brady's were. Well, Chris, they may, they, they, they may they may very well do that, right? I mean, that's a typical, you know, they they, they could, but I, I definitely think though, Chris, he's going to want a base of a certain amount. I I, I don't you know what I mean just because he knows I think he knows he's kind of got us in a spot here where we have to bring him back. Yeah. And it's like I said, I mean, I, so like the kind of thing where it says, you know, you reach, you reach these plateaus, you know, you play, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? You play 12 and, weeks and, and you get a certain and amount. Those, and, those, and that's, that's easy to attain. So if it's something like that, Chris, I think that's okay. You know? And I'm looking, yeah. And so, uh, I, and I'm, I'm trying to find the average salary, you know, for a corner in the NFL, Mark, you know, I yeah. mean, you know, it's, it's gotta be, I mean, it has to be in the, in the, in the, I would say the low teens, if not more. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah I mean, 16, I'm, I'm seeing it here. I mean, um, you're seeing, you know, Byron Jones, 16 and a half million a year. You got, uh, Howard at 15, you know, I mean, you, yeah. I mean, the, these numbers are right there. So you're talking somewhere between 13, 16 million and for a top corner in this league, right? Yeah. So to get there, what's he gonna make? Seven million, which I get it. I mean, that's a that's a joke for a guy like this to be making what seven, seven and a half million dollars. Listen, is a joke. And, and listen, I and I realize that's the way this was structured. He he got his money up front, right? A typical Patriot deal, right? They they up fronted some of the money, and now it's the back end of the deal and, and, and it's cheap money, and, and that's the way we structured yeah. it. But but he's just not gonna play for that, I don't believe. I don't. He no, won't show I mean, camp. If it's seven million dollars, he's not showing at the training camp, Chris. But I think I honestly think they they know they're going to work something out. Brother, remember the days when the contracts were, you know, they they played the contract, yeah, and didn't uh, touch it, didn't 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 renegotiate. Uh, forget you know. it, Chris. So the, the other thing is some of these so, some of these rookies. And, and and there was a thing in the other day about oh you know people getting nervous the rookies haven't signed but I was reading something and and Reese was saying that Mike Reese who's who's an insider with the Patriots obviously he's a you know NFL beat reporter but but he's got some inside information and said listen don't get nervous it's just a typical way of work for the Patriots they wait to see what the what the market is set at for you know a, a, a second round pick or a third round pick where does the money end up where are some of the incentives lay, set up and the patriots will give them something a little bit comparable to that so they'll all be in training camp come come yeah. come, come you know the end of july that, that that's not going to be an issue you know yeah i mean you're talking about the other uh, i'm talking about bonmore and 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 Matt Matt jones, jones technically well, but, a lot but of jones teams have chris, these guys locked up but, already though they do but jones chris was at the um yankees red sox game over the weekend, so he's in town, never left from for minicamp. He's just here studying and and getting himself ready for a training camp competition. He's getting himself ready for competition. You you know what? I, I'm trying to figure out if if your <laughs> if your motivation 
for wanting this guy to play. Joe, tell me, do you think what do you think Mock's motivation for this is? You think his motivation what? for wanting for wanting Mac Jones to start Week One is because it's for the betterment of the team or his take that he had several well, weeks ago? After all these years, you know it's for the betterment of the team. <laughs> Come on, Chris. I, be, I don't know. I, I think it has to be, you know, the not only the betterment of the team, but the fact that, like, we want to go to the Super Bowl. And the quickest way to get there is get this kid started. Start him now. Get him rolling so he can prepare to get there. That's my take. And I feel Mark's the same way. <laughs> See, you're just, he's just kissing your ass now, Mark. This is Chris, well, listen, Chris, listen. You do. You said last week. You said you said last week. I can't. If you, I want him to start week one because I'm going to come on this show, right? That's you know. But Chris, listen. In all honesty, Cam Newton had threw eight touchdown passes last year. Yeah, eight. but how many rush for? No, I. I understand that, Chris. But how can well, a just being devil's advocate? He sucked. Chris, but Chris, you know. how can a starting quarterback in this league? for eight touchdown passes in I 2021. Think, I would think you'd throw 10 just by accident. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? I mean, I... And I get our receivers were terrible. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I Our receivers were horrible. But... Our youth, our youth, our youth quarterback, an undefeated team, by the way, threw more touchdowns than that. So... So do you honestly think in your in, 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 in all kidding aside, right? Mm. You honestly think that Belichick, if Jones puts up numbers and, and looks good in, in, in training camp, you honestly think he's gonna stick with a guy who threw eight touchdown passes? I told you, I've said this for weeks now. The way this guy gets on the field. Okay, so and by the way, uh, across the across the banner there, take a look at us on Twitch. Uh, uh, of course, someone can tone there. You can you can read it. Um, I can't see that far, Mark. So um, when you say if he plays well in training camp, break. What do you mean by that? So when I say, I mean, does he show? He shows leadership. He commands the huddle. He's making the right decisions. He listen. He's not. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes, right? But if he's got command of the huddle, he's showing leadership. Guys are going to rally around him and, and 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 play and play hard for him. And he understands the offense enough to be able to grasp it. And it's not too fast for him. Do you start him? He's going to make mistakes because obviously he's a rookie, right? You know he's making. He's going to make some mistakes. Well, look, Mark, you just. I mean, you just gave the whole, you know, you just gave my whole take basically that I've been making for the last few weeks about how this guy gets on the field. So, yeah, I mean, if he does the things you're describing, including the studying, you know, if he shows the ability to study, break down things, I mean, if he could show them Chris, some things, Chris, you I don't brought know how much he's going to do that preseason. But. Chris, you brought it up last week that McDaniels can't even contain himself. Like he's trying to hide like his excitement. You brought that up last week. You could see it. I mean, you you know, we 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 we've looked at the, we've watched this guy for many many years now, and you know his body language, taking a look at him, and you and I are crazy when it comes to the Patriots. So, and I mean, his body language is is of a person that's just just being held down at this point, and is ready to. It's like holding a dog down with a, with with a bone across the room that he sees. 
You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you know, that's what he looks like. He's, he's looking to jump out of his skin. No, I think he, I think if it were up to him, he'd be doing whatever he has to do. And I'm sure he is to get him ready. And, and to him, I think he, he, if McDaniel were the head coach of this team, I think that that would already be decided either, at least within the walls of that place that Mac Jones is going to be the starter. I think that would be the case, but Mark, those are the things that are going to get that guy in the field. It's the leadership, it's the smarts, it's the the intelligence, the command, and and the study habits, the ability to show that he can handle an NFL offense. And by the way, he can handle making mistakes and forget, come right back. That's going to yeah, get him that, on the field. That, that's the thing with a rookie, Chris. Can they forget the mistake, right? That's well, because, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to make them, like you said. I mean, he's a rookie. He's going to make them, you know? I mean, you you remember back in, you know, 2001 in, in training camp and that famous line? Oh, I'm, uh, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Line up. Run it. I can't stand it, Brady. Run it again. You know, I mean, that's that's what he's going to be facing over there with McDaniel and, and uh, Belichick, you know, a little more ornery of, of Belichick these days. But if he can withstand that, you know, show that show the kind of leadership, because look, I mean, he's going to he's going to be able to make every throw. I mean, we know that he can make every throw. He, he's, you know, he's not athletic in the sense of he's going to run around back there, but I don't think they care about that. I think they were, they're more worried about the movement within the pocket. Like Brady was one of the most mobile. Brady was one of the most mobile quarterbacks that I've ever seen. And people say, "What do you mean? What are you talking about? What the hell's the matter with you, Corso? How can you say that Brady? Because if you watched him in the pocket, he shuffled this way, he moved up, he moved back, he moved to the left, he moved to the right, bought himself that extra second to get the ball out. That's what I mean by mobility. That's what they're going to be looking for in this kid too, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Positively, Chris, and and, and I think. I think the tight what they brought in in regards to the running game and, and in regards to the, the tight ends and and I I still think Chris they need to bring in a, another and we talked about this last week who's the odd man out in the receiving group I think they need to bring in another receiver and and have them go in and and compete with this group I think you need one more receiver to come in and compete with this group who that is a veteran what it is I, I don't know but. Well, you want it to be Brady. Uh, Brady. You want it to be Harry that gets kicked out. That's what you want. I, mean, I, you didn't know, say, I did not no, say that's that. What, that's what I think Patriots fans is what no, I you're mean. Right. no, you're right. Patriots that's fans, you're right. We no, all you're want. No, you're absolutely right, Chris. Well, so I mean, what could, we would all want is for him to get better, but, I mean, I don't see that happening. So if you could bring in a guy that can that, that can push and, and, and get on the and, – and, and, and take a roster spot – we talked about this last week. Who who's the who's who's the yard man out? It's yeah, right. It's probably Harry. Yeah, I would. Uh, you know, I, unless he shows something else, you know, because he again, I I just I can't imagine the first round pick getting tossed. I mean, can he point. show something with Jones at the quarterback position? I don't know. I I, I don't. They're going to give him another. They're going to give him another year, and then because this is what year three, four, three. I think it's I think three. it's three. Three. So this so will it's be a, it's a four year contract because they're never going to. If he don't show improvement, Chris, he'll never be back next year. Right. So I think I think that I think this conversation is is more had next year at this time than right now with Harry, in my opinion. Um, but we were just talking about Tom Brady, right? Yeah. And so speaking of Mr. Brady, Brady was in the news again um, over the weekend, right? So. Uh, Mark, is this guy acting like he always wanted to act or is he acting? 
Uh, he, 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 Chris, he's just looking to, 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 I think he just wants to once again, make sure he's the center of attention and get people tuned in again. It's listen, it's training camp in three weeks, Chris, he's going to, he's going to go to try and put together one more run. And he wants to be the focus of 16 more weeks because Chris, I honestly think this is it for him. I, I, I don't think you're going to see him come back after this. This is it. If he can repeat, he's done. I, I, I don't think you're going to see Tom Brady after this season. I think that's it. So I think he's trying to generate some excitement around himself and the team because I think he's going to walk off into the sunset like Manning did. And this is going to be the year, you know, he wants everybody tuned in again to me. Here I am. I'm still here. And and, and if he can walk out on top again, well, Jesus, that's a hey, forget it. That'll never be even compared to. Yeah, and we welcome in Paula again, uh, one of the, one of our loyal listeners. She's telling us how she had some technical difficulties, but now she's up. And, Come on, Paula, get your stuff, get, get your stuff in order over here. I mean, you know, we're here, we're going. Look at the scene, look at the background. Get your stuff up and going. We please, you missed a lot of good things, you know. And uh, oh, while we're on that, Steve, Stephen types in, love the show, guys. Keep up the great work regarding Brady. You may have already covered this, but uh, who do you think leaked the story about you were going to stick with that that mofo? He did. Who leaked it and why? I think he did. I think he leaked it. I think he leaked it on that show when he basically said what he said. But, oh, Mark, that came from him. Come on. That came from his camp. Yeah. 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 that, that, That absolutely came. That well, and, and, and the other question is, Steve, right, Stephen, is is so who was he actually talking about? He See, we it, thought, right? we, we thought it was about? Tennessee. Yeah, chat in, Stephen. Tell us who you think he was talking about because we we thought it was, thought it was Tennessee, Tannehill, right? right? Yeah. And Tannehill. But then I saw um, – where, where was it I saw that this week where they named another team? And I said, oh, you know, that was maybe in the running. And I said, I, I never – I never thought of that, you know. Um, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. But, Mark, this, this is all coming from him. And that, that stuff Chris, you saw, what was that on Chris, HBO? Chris, could he have been talking about um, uh, what the hell is his name? Um, Garoppolo? No, I don't think he's talking about San Fran. Well, the team that was in the running, Chris, the other team that was in the running was, which was um, San Diego. And they stuck with Tyrod Taylor. They backed out. Hmm. Well, they had Herbert. They had they had the rookie. Well, that was right? before they drafted Herbert, though. Well, yeah, they drafted him a month later, a couple of you know. Oh, so right? Stephen's saying the Bears, Chris. He thinks the Bears. You know, All I right. have a feeling. I have a feeling we're talking to a Bears fan, though, right now. Uh, okay, no, there we go. All <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, maybe you know who's the stiff that they went with? Um, oh, um, Trubisky. Trubisky. They stuck right. with Trubisky for another year, and I mean, now obviously they got Fields, but yeah, they got Fields. But but uh, I don't know. I, I tend to think it was it was Tennessee, and it was a shot back at Vrabel. It was because I think he could talk that way to Br- Vrabel, you know. Because remember, I, remember when uh, that last that last game against Tennessee, the that he played for the Patriots, and threw the, the, his final pass for the Patriots, Brady was a pick. Yeah. And you had Vrabel like halfway out of the field yelling, Tommy, Tommy, yeah. like said, like that, like he's some jerk up in the stands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, um, or showing no respect for the Tommy got even with him last year. When the Super like show, showing absolutely no respect for the fact that Brady and others were directly responsible for that dude wearing what? Two rings? Two, two or three? Rings. 
two, two rings. Games. So, two you know, I mean, he played well and everything, but he ain't the reason they won the he ain't the reason they won the Super Bowl. No. It was for evil. No. You know? He's the, listen, he he, he should he thank did, Tommy he Boy. Did, he did catch a touchdown pass in that Philly Super Bowl. He caught, he caught a lot of touchdown passes, but you know, don't forget who the guy was that was advocating for that guy to be on that field and throw those passes. So, you know, I think Vrabel's a jerk. I mean, I think he's oh, just you hate a jerk. You, you, you hate him. I, I, don't, I don't like him at all. He's an arrogant jerk. But it, it, here's the thing. Who leaked it? it? It was Brady. It's his brand. I mean, he's getting ready to go on that HBO show, and all of a sudden, this is out. And so now he's on that show, HBO, and he's swearing up a storm, and Draymond Green's on there, and he's – by the way – but, Chris, Chris, but then he says, don't believe like 80% of what I say. Yeah, he said, this is what he said. He said, um, but he, well, to get back to that, he did say it on that show where he said, you know, they asked him about it. He said, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, uh, what was the actual line? Uh, you're going to stick with that mf -er and, uh, and over me. And he, you know, he liked, he liked that whole thing. So I think he leaked that. What he said was, um, 90% of what I say is not what I'm thinking. Okay. What the hell? So, is which is that? which by the way is hard to do. That's difficult to do. Imagine imagine walking around and 90% of what you say isn't what you're thinking. I'd be walking into walls. Like, I mean, how, how do you even how do you even organize your head that way? Just listen, he's the greatest of all time, but he's full of shit, too. You know what? He's just trying to promote his brand. He's full of shit. Of course. He wants to keep the interest for one more year, Chris, because I honestly don't think he'll be back. I think this is his last go. I don't. I, I think he he knows it. I think everybody knows it around him in his camp. Just some of the comments he's made, and I mean, I know what he just said about you know, ninety percent of what I say is isn't you know in my. But I think this is his last go. You know, and that's another. And by the way, you can look and look at that from a local standpoint as another shot at at Belichick. Yeah. Basically, I've been I've been suppressed. You know, I'm being suppressed for all now. All of a sudden, I'm out. Because you let me ask you, do you think? Do you think if you're still in New England, he would have done that show? Probably not. Probably not. No. Or, well, you know, or, I if, or if he did do the show, it would have been much more scripted where, where he wouldn't have been as open mic and, and, and be able to say some of the shit he said, right? Because Belichick just wouldn't have allowed it. So See, I think, I think like, it was scripted. It's like, it's like Ring Ringley Brothers and Bonham and Bailey Circus down there with that goddamn cartoon character coach they got. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> open up that oh Darth Vader. Yeah. Listen, I think see, I think it was scripted. I think it's I think everything he does is scripted. And and by the no, way, no, no, no. But when I say scripted, Chris, I mean like none of that comes like off out. A teleprompter? Yeah, oh. yeah. No, not off a teleprompter, but like in other words, none of those type topics even come up because he, he Belichick only oh, allows man. you to say certain things. So you can talk about A, B, C, D. Don't ask me about the rest of the stuff because I can't answer you. Well, some of the arrogance, some of the arrogance he was showing. People say, well, he wouldn't have done that in New England. Listen, Mark, don't forget what this guy was like in New England. This guy was the biggest trash talker on the field. I mean, you know, let's not let's not pretend Brady was just, you know, a robot who told oh, Chris, the mock and never about, said a word. Think that about, dude, Chris, think about two guys that people don't necessarily link, but their personalities are very similar, and they were two of the biggest trash talkers in the history of sports was Tom Brady Larry Bird. and Larry Bird. Yeah, yep. you just you just took the words out of my mouth. Yep. Tom Brady talks so much more shit than anybody else, and 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 he's known for it. So all this about Brady, Belichick didn't allow him to be himself and all that—that's not. You know what? 
that guy went out there weekly and he was in guys' faces. He was in guys' faces. And listen, I, I believe the one thing I do believe that he said is about the corners that he would say things like, Yeah, he's a great corner. He's this, he's that. And, you know, a corner that he wanted to pick on during the week, he would say, Hey, I got all the respect for him. He's a good corner. But in his mind and on Sunday, he'd be like, I'm going after that. I'm going after that terrible. I'm going after him every single play and I'm going to light him up. And he also said that, that I believe. That he's been like that his whole career. But Bach, think about it like this. That statement, is that statement not where did he learn that statement? Where did he learn that whole idea of saying what you need to say during the week and then but really believing something else? Where's of that course. come from? Of course. What do you think? Of course it did. I mean, that's the Patriot way. There it is. You know what I mean? That's it. That's that's Belichick in his he, finest. He goes back and forth, Chris, between wanting to be this this new you know, guy who, who, you know, I was so suppressed in New England and, oh. and I was miserable in New England. But then his actions on New England. So he can't, like, it's he's kind of, he's very, like, he's conflicted because he can't have it both ways. But yeah, he yet, contradicts himself. I mean, it's, it's, but, it's, yeah, listen, when, when all is said and done, and, and you've said this many times, Chris, when it's all said and done and he walks away five years from now, 10 years from now, he's going to say, Damn it. You know what? That's where I learned. Yeah. He ain't gonna, he's That's not gonna why. admit it. He's not gonna admit it now. That's one of the reasons why I'm so good. And even though listen, he says it. Everybody doesn't Mark, no, this goes back no, to flagship does, nonsense. He, no, he does say it. No, he does, but but he's he still like, you know, it, it's still that that conflicting, like it's still, you know, he goes back and forth about it's you know, I don't know. He's a little well, self-centered now, and you know, I don't know. But I, I think it's I think conflicting, him, Mark. You know, I think it's conflicting, Mark, because of, of, of people like the flagship. And we yeah. talked about this like months and months ago. It's to me, it's conflict. It, it sounds conflicting because people don't want to believe the good words he says about New England. They just want to believe all the negative stuff they hear, like the Amendola crap. You know, they want to believe the media in New England for some reason wants to just believe that and yeah. completely discount anything anybody ever says good about Belichick. It's the oddest thing I've ever heard. It sounds to me like they're a, a New York station. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to me, they, they, I can't stand those guys, Murray. Your buddy Murray. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we extended the invitation out to Murray to get on the show and defend some of Listen, his. Listen, I like Maz. I like Maz and I like Felga. I just think Murray's well, a clown. Do. They have the years. They have. They have the. They've earned that respect. You know. Chris, but, he'll bring, Chris, he'll have the creamsicle sweatshirt on the week we play Tampa. That's for damn sure. I, I, you know what? I've we've reached out to that moron to come on this show and defend some of his takes. Joe, have you heard anything back on that yet? He's ducking us, Mark. I don't mean Joe. I mean I mean Murray. He's ducking us. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to get on this show. He doesn't want to come on. And listen to this. We'll slap him Chris, all over the place. Chris, maybe maybe when you come out for the for the. Tampa Bay game, we'll yeah. offer us. We'll go on his show. How's that? That's fine. We'll come on your show, and you can. Hey, listen, you guys can beat, be, try to beat us down. I won't come with notes, no script. Just let me. I'll come on, and we'll, you know, knock us out, knock us right out. But anyway, yeah, Mark, listen, and and then and then this TB twelve stuff. By the way, is there anything more? Just more. 
that doesn't even do anything. I mean, these creams and all this stuff that he keeps promoting, it doesn't do a goddamn thing, Mark. This is not – I mean, you, you, what do you think? You're going to use this stuff and you're going to be like Tom Brady? No. This isn't the reason he's what he is. And by the way, he had his – he had his uh, you know, he had his little sidekick with him too. He said it. He said, I, you know, Alex Guerrero, he's become so close to me. He's here with me now. Oh, did you I don't see- think he goes anywhere with him oh, did you without see- him. But Guerrero, Chris, was at all the – he was in the locker rooms. He He's everywhere. Everywhere. The Tampa, Tampa Bay gave him full access to everything. Oh, they gave him a golf cart in an office. He was there. on the he was on the field after the Green Bay game. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure at the Super Bowl he was as well. But you know, and, and what, you want to know what I what I found interesting on uh, that interview, that HBO thing, and he's sitting there with some uh, several basketball players, right? Draymond Green and and I can't remember some of the other ones. God, could he have insulted the basketball players any more than he did? No. I mean. He he came out and said, he basically said, you know, football, you know, Alex is with me. I mean, I've taken care of my body, you know, and 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 he might as well just say, and you can too with TB12 and the TB12 method. I mean, might as well just say that. But he's saying, you know, it's difficult with football. It isn't like basketball. He said, you know, with this with there's a, a confined environment, it's a controlled environment, there's no weather. Um there's no fact. There's no variables like that to deal with. You're wearing comfortable shoes. Why is he saying this to the, these guys who are just sitting there? So yeah. they're soaking yeah. it all in. It's yeah. Tom Brady. It's Tom yeah. Brady. Tom, can you sign this for me afterward? Can you can you sign yeah. my basketball? Can you sign my sneakers? Look, he's he's basically. If I were one of those guys, I would have been like, hey, who the heck? Come out to a basketball court for five minutes and run your ass up and down. You know. Yeah. Go yeah. go go run and go run and defend Quiet Leonard for forty eight minutes. See see how that feels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, look, you're, you're right. You're right. He's gotten pretty arrogant, man. He, he's I mean he's gotten more vocal about no. Being, he's about definitely his he's definitely gotten more vocal about his arrogance. He absolutely has. And but and I, the fact, Chris, that he did it without Belichick, I think he he, he can he, be. He, he can be right. He, he deserves. Yeah, I, he can be. You know? Mark, there's nothing we're saying. Look, Mark and I are not uh, are not at all, uh, you know, hinting that he's he's doesn't deserve to be arrogant. This he can be as arrogant as he wants. You talk about he, you you put the phrase out. You walk the you know you gotta you want to talk the talk. You walk the walk. You put you 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 have that phrase in a book, and there's a picture of Brady right next to it. Right? I mean, he's the ultimate. You know, talk to talk, walk to walk. I mean, so best football player that ever lived, in my opinion. So he can, you know, he could say and do whatever he wants. It's Chris, just you funny know to me. Chris, you know who's been quiet this offseason? It's been Gronk. He hasn't said much. You know, he hasn't said much. I mean, he's, you know, how much does he have left? How much does he have left? How, how much? No, no, no. I agree. No I, no, I agree. But I just thought he would try to keep his brain going, too, during the offseason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because yeah. this is probably going to be his last go, too. Yeah, and Mark, the last thing I'll say on Brady, I'll tell you what made it what, what he got serious about, though. He got serious about these jersey numbers. Yeah, he did. So the NFL, the NFL has a new rule now, where the position groups. See, before you had to have a certain, you could only be a certain range of numbers, jersey numbers for the type of position. Okay, so you know, quarterbacks were cut off at a certain number, and and so on. Um, and now they've extended that for certain for certain positions. So, for example. Running backs, you know, running backs could always only be like 20, right? 20 mm-hmm. through like 49. 
yeah. usually in that range. Now running backs can go all the way down to number one. So they're one through 49, 80 through 89. But for so so they've expanded the the choices for the players to have different numbers. And and this piss this pisses Brady off. And so so when we go to the defensive side of the ball, I mean, I can speculate as to why it does, but for example, defensive line, you couldn't have a number. I mean, you know, if you were a linebacker playing down, I mean, in schemes, but a true defensive lineman couldn't have a number 50, you know? Now it's 50 through 70, it's 50 through 79 and 90 through 99. Linebackers are one through 50. That may be the biggest. The change. linebackers, yeah. Because you can have a single through, one digit. through what, Chris? 59. And, oh, and 90, yeah. 90 through 99. Yeah. You yeah. didn't see 90 through 99 with linebackers usually. Not, not, not usually, no. And you certainly don't see it one through 40, 39, no. No. you know? And now, See, I think this irritates Brady. And same thing with defensive backs. It's one through 49. And I – Yeah. Yeah, Paul, Paul is typing in, uh, you guys saying Brady look, looks at the numbers in play. Yeah, he does. Look, when Brady walks up to the line, you know, I told you that a long time ago that I think Peyton Manning's the best pre-snap quarterback I've ever seen, and he was. I mean, Brady does it all, though, okay? But Brady comes up to the line. A lot of what he's identifying or what he can identify – it's based on the uh, uh, the type of pos what position they're looking at on the other side of the ball. So he knows. He sees 50 numbers playing in that, that second tier, that next level. He's looking to identify the mic and those kinds of things, the mic linebacker, and he's looking at numbers. Now he, he, he's he been 21 years of used to certain seeing certain numbers out there. Now he's going to walk up to the line. He's got to see number two, number four, number 90. He's going to look Nine. at number 90, and he's going to think that's a defensive lineman standing yeah, who, there. Who, who's dropped back, yeah. So I think yeah. this is why yeah. this pisses him off. Because, again, this is a guy that's fine-tuned, which is and also Chris, a where did he, thing. I was just going to say, where yeah. did he get that from, Chris? Yeah, he got it from Belichick. So he's fine-tuned. His mind is fine-tuned like a machine to see yeah. this stuff. So that irritates him. We'll see. We'll see if that has anything, any any effect at all. Um, and, and, Mark, we're going to go to break our final break, come back with our our, our – uh, a final word, but but uh, what do you think, Mark? 2022, what are we going to see? What's coming? You're going to see the throwbacks, baby. You're going to see what we've been asking for. Yes, you are. There it is, right there. There it is. We're going to see it. So we've been talking. We, we a few weeks back, a little while back now, we did what we think of the best jerseys in, in the NFL and what we thought the best logos are. And Joe, you can come in on this, too. Um now the pay, Pat Patriots going to come back uh, in 2022 if they want to with the red jerseys and some of the players, Mark, are, are welcoming that. I oh, know the play, I know, I know the players want to wear them. They do. Yeah, because it's a great uniform. Oh, it's a great, great. It's a great logo. I hate the, I hate these uniforms they got right oh, now. They're terrible. The, the, that them. that that wash that that what do you call that? Oh, that, that color, color, color rush. Wash, is, color oh, rush. Oh, whatever it is, it's awful. The, the away uniforms aren't so bad, but the, the home uniforms. No, are just the, the away torture. uniforms aren't bad. The home uniforms are horrendous. Yeah, I, so I mean, I can't wait to see those red jerseys, and then they can they can they can monitor, they can spruce them up a little bit and do what they want to them. But the red jerseys with the white oh, the pants helmet, and the, the helmet, white the helmet, helmet, the, helmet, with the, the helmet. guy on it. There's nothing better than that. I can't wait to see that happening. I just can't. I can't wait to see that. So when we come back, we're gonna have our final thoughts right after this.
that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone. Mark, it's come to that. It's come. We're at that time now again for our, our final word. And um, Mark, one thing we didn't get to, and I'm, we're going to save this for next week, okay? But a list came out this week of the best, the best page, the top 10. This is from Tom Curran. The uh, top 10 Patriots of the Belichick era. And there are, we'll go over some of the criteria he used, but there are some serious surprises in that top 10 in my book. So yeah, next week. So you know, something to look forward to next week. Which we'll went on next week, though, right? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll give that programming note in a second. But yeah. when the next time we come back on, we'll go through some of that. Um, but Mark, final word. Final word, Chris. It's July first, Thursday. I can't wait. It's July first. Final, finally, we're here. But seriously, I can't wait for football season. I, I mean, I'm so sick of the Yankees and and spite attack and all the nonsense. Listen, let the guys play baseball. Who gives a care if they're taking steroids? They're not taking steroids. Who cares? The game is struggled. That nobody wants to watch baseball anymore. Let them do what the hell they want to do and have you know bring the game and shit. We need viewers, right? But the Yankees, I'm disgusted. Totally disgusted with the Yankees. Mark, that you know, I, I'll just, I'll continue on with that thought. They're not our moral compass, you know. I mean, these players are not raising our children. They're not, you know, that's our job, okay. So if they're promoting this sport or any sport as an entertainment industry now, which is what they want to do, use the technology of today. I have no problem with that. If your health isn't an issue, if it's if it's not calling into any issue, your health or anything like that, use it. This isn't. This isn't 50 years ago. This isn't 100 years ago. This isn't, uh, you know, because don't think for one second, if those guys back then had all this stuff, oh, yeah, and they'd be they using do. it yeah. all yeah. day long. So I'm with Mark on that. So, Mark, some uh, people to thank tonight. I want to thank the good people over at Special Sauce Podcast, uh, specialsaucepodcast.com. Log in. Uh, good people over there. Smart, Mark. They're, they're, they're a lot more intelligent. We had uh, Marcus Aurelius on the show a couple of weeks ago when you decided to go celebrate your birthday. Um, 
but we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago and you know real intelligent guy go log on uh, they got some good shows on there jag media productions responsible for everything you see here on this show so they do a great job studio 42 designs in north providence rhode island it is studio42designs.com and that is the four and the actual two do not spell the words out because you will not reach them corso law group Arizona's leading criminal law firm. Allow us to be your voice, CorsoLawGroup.com. And uh, Mountain View Home Watch and Security, Scottsdale's leading home watch and security firm. And Mark, I uh, want to send out a special shout out to uh, Jack, who uh, is, a, is a real good friend of the shows. And, and Mark and I and Joe want to extend um, our wishes for a speedy recovery. Uh, Jack going through a couple of medical issues right now. We, we, uh, and our prayers are with him and his family. We're hopeful that he's going to come out the other end of this without any issue. So want to let you know we're thinking about you. Everybody in at Corso and Catone and our NPATS nation is thinking about that. So programming note, Mark and I are going to have our summer hiatus for the next two weeks. We will not be on. Uh, we'll be coming back in uh, two weeks after that. And, of course, I didn't uh, look at the date, Mark, when I'm, I'm talking about this, but – Looks to me like we'll be back on the 20th. So it'll be the uh, 20th of July. Um, we'll be back. And uh, again, yeah, full show, a lot of topics. And Mark, on July 20th, we're going to be a little closer the way we want to be. In fact, I think they may have already opened up training camp. So we'll have a lot of Patriots talk at that point, a lot of baseball talk, see what happens with this spider tack and if anything else comes from it. So again, we're off the next two weeks. We'll be back on July 20th, 8 p.m. Eastern, our normal time. And so want to thank Joe Guarneri too in the booth. But for Marketone, Joe Guarneri, I'm Chris Corso. So long, everyone.